Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is Gone Racing, VEASAN's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gone and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley. Well, it is Gone Racing here on VEASAN, and I am Jeff Motley, but we don't have former NASCAR driver Brendan Gone with us. Wyatt Tomchek, Wyatt, who's normally behind the glass with us, is in with us today. Wyatt, welcome uh, to filling in the seat. You're a relief driver this week. I know. It was, uh, it was a last-minute uh, text there by Brendan, who uh, texted me while I was driving. You know, the funny thing is, I was trying to send you guys a text while driving. Well, trying to hit a red light. I hit, uh, like, 20 hope, red lights I, as I, I go home. I hope Metro and NHP no, is not No, 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 no. I couldn't get a red light to save my life. Whenever you need a red light, you can never get it. When you ever need a green light, you can never get it as well. You know, they make shoulders on the side of the road. If it's that important, you can just pull off on the side of the road. Yeah, there's no, no there's no shoulders in Las Vegas because they're all getting constructed on. Well, if you're on Las Vegas Boulevard, <laughs> that's true. So what a mess that is. Well, anyway, I mean, it's good to have you in here today. And and you, uh, you've filled in a few times before. Wyatt also, I mean, it's not like he's an amateur here. Wyatt is also the voice of the UNLV Lady Rebels uh, women's basketball team, the Mountain West Conference champions last year, and probably picked to win the Mountain West Conference again this year, they, I would imagine. They, right? they had my vote for number one, so back to back. We're trying to go for three okay, in a row. Your vote doesn't count because you're a homer, but I know. that's okay. So I'm not that much of a homer. All right, I'm well, not a Brad Keselowski homer for that. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> All right, we got a racing show, though, going on here. And last weekend, we were at Talladega, and another guy who's punched his ticket into the round of eight is Ryan Blaney. Ryan, uh, you know, he has been so good at Talladega. It's been one of his, his best tracks. We had some guys that didn't have such a good day, but Ryan Blaney, he really kind of served notice on these super speedways. A, one of the I, – I don't think we talk about how much Ryan Blaney is as a an elite – restrictor plate racer this is now he's won multiple times third time at talladega it's the funny funny part i saw the when he was asked well it's the largest margin of victory victory i've ever had so he's really run uh, one in dramatic fashion but uh, a very impressive uh, run for him and a really great pass at the end it looked like kevin harvick was going to have that cinderella story win but uh, blaney was able to kind of get the momentum on the inside harvick just couldn't block or he would have been turned and uh, was able to hold on there and, and avoid all the all the chaos. Well, it was probably good for everybody that Kevin Harvick didn't end up being the first one to cross the start-finish line because he was disqualified when the race was over. He was uh, the first driver to be disqualified at Talladega since 1972, but we know NASCAR went on a long period there where they weren't disqualifying drivers. But uh, there were some issues with his windshield, the way the clasp were put on his windshield. So if you had Kevin Harvick for a top three, a top five, a top ten, head-to-head matchups, group matchups, anything like that, Kevin Harvick ended up, I think, placing 38th in the race. So, yeah, uh, 37, way back, 38th. And uh, it's a good thing for Kevin. He was already out of the playoffs, so this really doesn't affect his playoff standing any, but that doesn't happen very often. I will say, if, if the pit crew would have had 
Kevin Harvick to win, and we would have lost it on that, I would have said, guys, I'm, I'm retiring for the end of the year. I'll be back. I'll see you in 2024. <laughs> it's, well, we won't, we won't even want to talk about picks right now because it was a very rough, very rough week for yeah. picks. But then again, it gets like that when you're at Talladega. But speaking of picks and speaking of odds, Ryan Blaney was a winner for some people this week. He was 12 to 1 to win the race, a plus 300 for a top three. He won Group A at plus 270. He also helped Ford get the manufacturer prop at plus 135. And his only head to head matchup was with. Brad Keselowski, and that was even, as were most of our head-to-heads. They were even. Uh, but, you know, that 12-to-1, and granted, every driver was at least a double-digit favorite, but a 12-to-1, nice return there. A plus 300 even for a top three for a guy who already had two wins at Talladega on his, uh, you know, in, in his resume. Uh, pretty pretty impressive. That's the one thing I love about it. It's, it's the pain of betting uh, plate races, but it's also the joy of when you hit one of these because you know you're going to hit a double-digit uh, winner and you get guys that are you know most of the time are going to be in single digits you know plus 500 so on and so forth so to luck out which I, I, I thankfully have done a couple times this year this race not so much with uh, Brad wrecking out but those it, it, it is one of my favorite races to bet because I feel like at some point your your driver that you think is going to win that you bet to win has is up there at the front and, and is competing well, I know I had Kozlowski to win, and then he actually was running up front for a while, and then he decided to bang a little too hard on a rookie's bumper, Karsten Hosevar, and create a big wreck. Well, let's look at our top ten. William Byron, uh, he gets a top three, finishing second at a plus 400, and Denny Hamlin was plus 450 for a top three. But then some interesting names that we see in the top ten. Corey LaJoy, one of the best runs of his career, getting a fourth-place finish. Austin Sendrick, who we know this is one of his better type of racetracks, coming in here with a fifth-place finish. Justin Haley another guy getting a sixth place finish uh, Chase Elliott there Ryan Priest an eighth and how about our hometown guy Riley Herbst he only runs about four cup races a year Riley comes in with a ninth place finish he led a lot of laps early on in that race I think he really uh, impressed a lot of the veterans that were out there they trusted him they stayed behind him and then Daniel Suarez that was a, kind of a good shot in the arm for that team getting a top 10 but uh, some get names up there like LaJoy, Cendrick, Haley, Priest, Herbst Five of the top ten right there kind of catches everybody by surprise. Especially Riley Herps. I was talking to you beforehand. Riley probably had a really, really good number for a top ten. Uh, and he, w- as you said, led five times for ten laps. He was strong. And Ryan Blaney in the post-race said, i got to give a big shout-out to Riley Herps. He pushed me well. He did his job. And unfortunately, he got hooked by LaJoy there at the end. Didn't get the finish that he wanted to. Also, uh, as somebody who had Corey LaJoy, I was screaming in my car, come on, Corey, come on, Corey, the pit crew needs to get back well, in the black. 55 to 1 to win the race, he I was, believe. He was close, but, you know, that, that's that's the, 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 the greatness of these type of races. You see this top 10, it's a mix mash of people who you don't really expect to see, and it kind of gives you a, a, you know, good days. Like, man, we, we finished, you know, for Corey LaJoy, finished fourth. For Riley Herbst, finished ninth. We let some laps. You don't get to do that on a week-to-week basis. No, and when we mentioned earlier how Ryan Blaney getting that win locks him into the round of eight along with William Byron. So there's six spots up for grabs right now going into this weekend. It's a cutoff race at the Bank of America Roval in, uh, in, in Charlotte. And, you know, I think a lot of guys probably, for the most part, should be able to feel somewhat comfortable because this is a track, if you really can just keep your car on the course and have a decent run, you should be okay. Uh, probably the guy who's inside the window that is certainly the most nervous is Brad Keselowski. He is sitting at the bottom thanks to being in that crash. You know, he was in good shape before Talladega. He gets in that crash. And so Tyler Reddick, which is, you know, he is just two points 
behind Brad Keselowski, and then nine points back is Bubba Wallace, who's Tyler Reddick's teammate. So you got two teammates that are both on the outside here battling for that other position. Uh, Ross Chastain is one point behind Bubba Wallace. He got caught up in a wreck that he was probably being a little too aggressive when Ricky Stenhouse Jr. ran out of out of fuel. And then you got Kyle Busch, who basically the only chance Kyle Busch has really got to get in is going to be to win this race win this race at Charlotte. So uh, do, you, do you think Keselowski is going to hang on to that last position? Do you see Reddick, Wallace, or Chastain bumping up in there? I mean, that's tough. That was a tough, tough uh, incident for Brad, who had probably uh, the best car out there at Talladega and then gets caught up in a wreck, but also gets caught up in a wreck, you know, running 25th or whatnot. So I am really nervous for Brad to make it in the second round because you look at it, Tyler Reddick is really, really good at the road courses. Ross Chastain has won at a road course before. He has a capability of win. Kyle Busch, you never know with him. Bubba's the one where I'm kind of like, I, I don't know. But if you go back to the Watkins Glen race with Bubba, when he needed to have a good run because of Michael McDowell's win at Indy, Bubba had probably his best performance. He said, man, I worked so hard for that. So if I'm Brad, I'm hoping somebody in front of me, probably not Chris Buescher, but somebody in front of me has, has a, a mistake or you know a crash that I can kind of coast my way through. Well, and I think, you know, the, the, you can look at what these guys have done in the past. And Ross Chastain, he's been really good at Coda, at Circuit of the Americas, too. But I think the thing we've got to look at is we're going to have to look at qualifying because these these stage points are going to be incredibly important to try to gain some points early. And if you don't qualify well, then there's a pretty good chance you're probably not going to get a good finish in stage one. Now, that doesn't mean you can't come back and win the race. Now, if I'm not mistaken, we're bringing back the cautions for the stages, right? That is correct. So you won't have that kind of that gamble that we saw. The, the continuous saw in, run, yeah. correct. But you won't have that, but you still have the stages. And I'm just saying that if – and these stages are not long. Yeah. You know, you're running a road course down there. I mean, you know, we, we don't have that many laps around this race. So these, these stages are going to be short. And if you don't qualify well, I think that's going to hurt you in picking up the stage points. So I think the qualifying is going to be incredibly important. So we miss we mentioned the fact that this weekend we're going to Charlotte. Uh, you know, we look at our, our next – five races and guess what folks that takes us through the end of the season as soon as charlotte is over we kick off the round of eight right here in las vegas for the south point 400 at las vegas motor speedway then we head down to miami homestead raceway for the for the next race of the round of eight and then we go to the shortest track on the circuit martinsville speedway my hometown martinsville virginia for the xfinity 500 and after that, we're only going to have four drivers left heading to the season finale in Phoenix, coming back out west. So uh, it is definitely getting down to the. Uh, the I can't, uh, the, can't uh, believe the season's the, are almost the, over. It's, it's the hand grinding yes. time, you know, the teeth grinding time. I will say with this next round, it's going to be. I like having two mile and a half tracks at Vegas and at Homestead. We've seen how well this car has run uh, in those type of packages. And we'll see how how Martinsville goes. Unfortunately, the short track, as, as great as the new car has been with these intermediate tracks, the short tracks, they've really struggled. And unfortunately, we banned the favorite move of all time. So we won't see anybody ride the wall in the last lap. So uh, I'm looking forward to those two races. We'll see uh, the last race at Martinsville. Yeah, we won't have the hail melon. Hail melon. And that, that won't be happening. Because, you know, you think about it, how crazy that was that it's been a year ago almost now that, that we had that. Well, you know, this weekend we're going to the Roval, and I tell you what surprises me, Wyatt. I didn't even realize this until I looked. It seems like it was just the other day that we, you know, made the decision at Charlotte that we were going to go to the Roval and and not run the the 1.5 mile Super Speedway. This is the sixth race that we've had on the Roval, 
And we've got a lot of different guys. I mean, Ryan Blaney won the first one. He probably shouldn't have. Martin Truex Jr. kind of had that one won. Jimmy Johnson kind of ran all over him. Uh, uh, Chase Elliott, he's got two wins here. And here's Chase Elliott sitting here with five races to go looking to find a way to get a win. I mean, if somebody come into this season thinking that Chase Elliott's not going to win a race, I mean, I told him they were nuts. Now, I wasn't counting on him, you know, breaking his leg in a snowboarding incident either but it's just kind of shocking and like christopher bell he won this race last year christopher bell sneaky good on these type road courses you know he won at daytona the first time we ran that road course down there it was during the COVID time and then he's got he got the win here on the roval last year so it's a lot of different guys we can look at yeah, he kind of he kind of did that hail mary like last ditch effort to win i believe both the roval and if i'm not mistaken martinsville last year right uh yes, yes that's true yeah. he, he did he did uh he did walk up Walk-offs. Walk-off. There Walk we go. Off. Let's let's use the, the proper English. Yeah. Walk-off <laughs> wins. Absolutely. So anyway, we come back on Gone Racing. We'll start getting into our odds to win the race, and we'll move into the top three for this weekend's race at the Roval. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Gone Racing, VEASAN's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gone and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley. Stage two for Gone Racing this week, and no, that is not Brendan Gone. He did not all of a sudden shed 100 pounds in 25 <laughs> years or whatever it is. I'll let you know, Brendan, Brendan's okay. I know you guys have been talking a lot of smack about the pit crew and all of our stuff. You know, we're 50-some thousand units behind, but no, nope, Brendan, Brendan just unfortunately can't be here. He'll, Back here next week. Yeah, don't worry. Nothing wrong. We've been texting with him, but we really aren't even sure where he is. <laughs> but anyway, that's why Tom Check, who when you hear us talking about our pit crew, he's he's I guess he's our crew chief on the pit crew, or or would Karina and Isaiah get upset if we called you the crew chief of the pit crew? Uh, I'm kind of the the uh, I don't know. I think Karina would be the crew chief. Well, based on the picks, all of you guys are Denny Hamlin's pit crew. Yes, this I year, know. So it's been a rough one. I want- that one hurts. <laughs> okay. And with that, we will start talking about this right, weekend's let's get race up on picks. at the Roval in Charlotte. So before we get into the odds to uh, the odds to win the race, let's just take a quick little look at who's been, who's good and who's not so good good at Charlotte. Chase Elliott, five races here. He's got two wins. He's the only guy with multiple number of wins 
at this race course, but some other guys with some amazing runs. You know, Ryan Blaney, he's got a win here. He's got four top tens and five starts. Alex Bowman's finished in the top ten in all four races he's run here, including two top fives. Kevin Harvick's got three top tens and two top fives. Uh, Kyle Busch, two top tens, two top fives. I mean, there's a lot of guys who've had great success here at this racetrack, and I think you can take a look and, and, and realize almost any of those guys could win. And the guy we didn't even mention is Chris Buescher, who has shown himself to be a much more accomplished road racer than he used to be, and we know how successful he's been over the second half of this season. Yeah, that's a very good point there on Busher. That's another guy that I'm looking at the odds. Another guy that's not on this list, I think, is going to be up at the front, who's been running really well, especially on the road courses this year. It has been Michael McDowell. But, uh, man, you look at the numbers for Chase Elliott. I think Chase Elliott is number one uh, fanboy for the Rovo and saying, please do not get rid of this racetrack for me. I am absolutely phenomenal. And another one, you know, as you mentioned, Alex Bowman, very sneaky good. We don't really think of Bowman and road courses that well. Yeah, but he seems to have done well here. You know, Chase Elliott, one of those races he won, he ran through a tire barrier. You, you know, it's went all the way to the rear of the field and still came back through and won. They, they were playing a NASCAR replay at the gym. Uh, the 2021 race, went, remember when Chase Elliott got taken out by Kevin Harvick and then Harvick got spooked out by Elliott, so he went straight head on into the wall? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> See, there's been some excitement at the Roval, so I would expect it again this Sunday as well. All right, let's start taking a look at our odds to win. Uh, no big surprise then that Chase Elliott comes in as our favorite at plus 600. William Byron is 650, Tyler Reddick plus 700, Michael McDowell, who Wyatt just mentioned, comes in along with Kyle Larson at plus 900, AJ Allmendinger's 10 to 1, Martin Tricks Jr. 12 to 1, Kyle Busch 15 to 1, Denny Hamlin, Daniel Suarez, Christopher Bell at 18, Ty Gibbs at 20, Ryan Blaney and Chris Busher at 22, Ross Chastain and Joey Logano at 28. The one thing that annoys me with these odds is how Chase Elliott's plus 600. I know he's won, you know, multiple races here and whatnot, but Chase just hasn't had that it factor so far this year uh, on, on the road courses. Uh, the guys that I'm really looking at, uh, Jeff, are the guys that are kind of a little bit desperate. Look like Chris Buescher, when he get in. Or Ross Chastain, who won at Coda last year, 28-1. to 1. Um, Another guy, I know he's not in the playoffs, but Ty Gibbs has shown to be a very respectable road course racer, and he's had some really good speed over the last handful of weeks. He's just had some cruddy luck. Uh, the wreck on Pit Road at Texas, getting caught up in the wreck at Talladega. So those are the type of guys that I, I would look at. Um, even, a, heck, even a Daniel Suarez as well. Well, and I think if you look at some of these guys too, I mean, all right, first off, who won the race last year? Christopher Bell, 18-1. to 1. Yep. Uh, who won the first race here? Who's, who's really throwing caution to the wind? Ryan Blaney, 22-1. to 1. Uh, Chris Buescher, 22-1. I just think some of these numbers are astronomical for the accomplishments that these guys have done on road courses, in particular, how well they've raced on the Roval. So to me, I think there's some real value out there. Uh, maybe there's not as much value in, in taking Chase Elliott at plus 600, but even to pick a winner at plus 600, I mean, it's not a horrible number. Uh, I probably would stay away from it if it were me. And I think Almendinger. That's another one I was going to. Uh, but I think his number's too good because, you know, we all, we, we kind of went into this season thinking, man, there's seven road courses on the schedule. Almendinger's going to make the playoffs. Almendinger this, Almendinger. A.J. Allmendinger has not even run well on the road courses. They didn't even run that well in Chicago on the street race. I, th I think his best one was Watkins Glen. I believe he fin He definitely finished top five. I think it was a third. But, yeah, that was another one that uh, he has not been. It's almost like Chase Elliott. He hasn't been that dominant driver that we, we expected. Although last year, just kind of going off the stats, he led three times for 24 laps. And another guy that led uh, for 27 laps, 
and is looking for at least some momentum going into 2024 is Joey Logano. And Logano's sitting at 28 to 1 to win. Yeah, and I think sometimes you get these guys like Joey Logano. I mean, now that Ryan Blaney is in the playoffs, they don't have to worry about trying to help Ryan get in. Then Joey can kind of go for it, if you will. Um, but I'm kind of with you. I mean, I think there's a lot of guys with some great value there. Now let's look at look at page two, and and I. I'm even more blown away by some of the numbers here on page two. Kevin Harvick and Austin Sendrick are 30 to one. Alex Bowman, 35 to one. Chase Briscoe, 45. Eric Jones and Brad Keselowski, 65. Justin Haley, 80. Zane Smith making a rare cup start, 100 to one, along with Ryan Priest, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Bubba Wallace and Austin Dillon, Todd Gilliland, Mike Rockefeller, Corey LaJoy and Austin Hill, all at 250 to one. Austin will be racing in the uh, Beard Motorsports car that Brendan is uh, our, what is, I, he's like the, I don't know. Is he the VP of competition? VP of competition, or I, I'm not even sure what his title <laughs> is, but he's got something like that. Mike Rockefeller, uh, it'll probably be a Childress uh, built car that he's in. Uh, we don't see Rockefeller that often, except when we go to the road courses. Uh, but are there some numbers that jump out at you on this page? Um, I think Alex Bowman, if you believe in him, uh, with the stats from uh, last well, year. Four top tens and four races yeah. on the road. Only 35, 35 to 1. To one. That'd be another one maybe for you know other markets that offer a top five, a top three uh, for Bowman. Man, I tell you what, Brad is at 65 to 1. He needs to basically win. That's why I'm a little concerned with, with Brad in this race because he hasn't been as as good of a road course racer in his career. That's about it on, on, on this page though. Uh, uh, Jeff, I, you know, do you, do you say Chase Briscoe? Who's, uh, you know, we've seen some good speed out of him on road courses. Certainly the guy I like here is, is the fact you could get Alex Bowman at 35 to one. I think is pretty, pretty incredible to be honest with you. Okay. Let's start getting into our top threes. We think there, some of these guys may be some value here and some maybe not. Chase Elliott is our favorite on our top threes at plus 175. William Byron plus 180. Tyler Reddick plus 200. Michael McDowell plus 250. Kyle Larson 260. Almondinger 275. Truex 350. Kyle Busch 450. Denny Hamlin. Daniel Suarez. Christopher Bell 500. Gibbs at 550. Blaney and Busher 600. Chastain 800. Logano at 800. I'm going to give you a sneak peek here. The pit crew does have a top three bet in this market. And it's Christopher Bell. I I like what Christopher Bell has done here in the past. Uh, you know he he's a little bit more comfortable in the in the points right now compared to where he was last year. But I think this is one where I feel that this is going to be a Gibbs dominated race, and I think it's going to be led by by Bell. Uh, other guys, uh, Michael McDowell, two fifties, an interesting number. But then look at the guys that are kind of desperate: well, Ross Chastain, a Chris Buescher. Not not bad value on that. Well, you may be right there, and I think it kind of goes back when we were talking about the odds to win the race. I think sometimes the top threes mirror those. And I think when I'm talking about guys like you mentioned, Christopher Bell, a, a prime example, a Ryan Blaney and Chris Buescher, I think those guys all bring incredible, incredible value there. Like, I would really stay away from the top. I really don't like going and putting that, putting something on Elliott, Byron, or Reddick, especially in our little contest where you only get five picks. So Yeah, when uh, you're down 100 units, uh, you need yeah. a couple – you know. If you're going to throw a Hail Mary, you might as well take Bubba to win the race. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at page two of our top threes. Do we have page two of our top threes? Or my, my paperwork is all, I guess. I'm... Uh, I might have stapled it wrong for you. No, it's fine. It's okay. fine. It's actually, uh, we're being professionally unprofessional, even when Brendan's not here. 
So Kevin Harvick, Austin Sendrick are plus 850. Alex Bowman, 10 to 1. Chase Briscoe, 11. Eric Jones and Brad Keselowski, 16. Justin Haley, 20. Zane Smith, Ricky Stenhouse at 25. Ryan, uh, and also Bubba Wallace. Ryan Priest and Austin Dillon are 28. Todd Gilliland, Mike Rockenfelter, Corey LaJoy, Austin Hill, all at 50 to 1. So I think we go back to, you know, with Alex Bowman, how strong he has been uh, here at the Roval. That's a that's a good number at 10 to 1. Uh, you mentioned Bubba Wallace. He did finish seventh here last year. I know this isn't his 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 strong suit, but Bubba has seen a big increase this year in a lot of areas. And, you know, I think if he wants to be considered, you know, a top driver, a championship caliber driver is to exceed at the places where he he's not uh, known to be really good at. So maybe, I mean, that's a, that's a big number that uh, maybe he'll gamble and, and try to, uh, you know, throw a Hail Mary and, and pick up a win. Well, and I could see that. And then maybe it's going to be one of those situations where it's, uh, you know, bring home the steering wheel or the trophy uh, for Bubba Wallace. Uh, you mentioned Alex Bowman. I mean, to me, that is the first one that I circle up there at 10 to one. The other guy who I think has got a really good number because the guy is just, he's really kind of snuck up and been incredibly consistent over the second half of the season is Eric Jones coming in there to 16 to one, the same numbers that Brad Keselowski's got. Yeah. I've liked what, what uh, Eric Jones and legacy motorsports has done these last handful of weeks. Haven't got the results every week, but they have been, they're starting to figure it out as they make the move to Toyota next year. Well, that'll do it for our segment two of gone racing. When we come back, we will start breaking down the driver head to heads, and then we will get into our group matchups as well. Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley. Want to rewatch any part of today's show or any past show? Check out the Gone Racing Podcast. It's free and available now at vsin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcast. We give you all the latest news, odds, and everything you need to know to head to the betting counter before each NASCAR Cup Series race. And while you're there, catch up on all the other VEASAN shows as well. That's vsin.com slash podcast. Yes, back here on Gone Racing, but not with former NASCAR driver Brendan Gone. We've got pit crew member Wyatt Tomchek sitting in for, for Brendan this week. Brendan's off doing something. We don't really know what, but, you know. He's, uh, he's on assignment. Well, you know, he's like an international man of mystery sometimes. You know, he's, he owns like four companies, and he's got so he's got his hands in a, in a lot of, not to mention he's got a car racing in Charlotte this weekend. That's where I thought, he was going, I thought he was going to Charlotte early, but you well, told me it wasn't. Yeah, I don't think he's in Charlotte yet, so he is going to Charlotte, but. You know, but then we got a busy week next week. We have the Brendan Gone Celebrity uh, Blackjack Tournament next Are week. Are you more excited for that than the race? No. Oh, okay. No. Uh, <laughs> Brendan might be. Brendan might be. We got a great turnout. Though. I mean, we're gonna have a. We're gonna have. Uh, we got two former Cup champions. One of which is in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. We're going to have a former Xfinity Series champion. We have one of the top guys on the circuit this year. We have a former captain of the Golden Knights, and we got a lot of good good players out there. So people should come out. It's free too. Five to seven at uh, the South Point on next Thursday night. So, love to have people out. Okay, but we digress. Enough um, 
promoting of Brendan's <laughs> blackjack tournament. Uh, our driver head to Hedsborough, Wyatt. We're really, really not excited. And I almost feel like I'm, I'm doing these for Talladega all over again uh, with the, the numbers here. Um, you know, the biggest number on the board, Tyler Reddick, a plus 110 against Chase Elliott's minus 130. And the only other plus numbers we even have, Ryan Blaney's a plus 105 to Ty Gibbs, minus 125, and Austin Sendrick, a plus 105 to uh, Ryan Blaney's minus 125. I'm kind of surprised that, you know, like you said, this feels like a Daytona or Talladega race. Uh, not a lot of options. The two that I can find that I that really pop out to me is the Tyler Reddick plus 110 over Chase Elliott. We don't know, you know, Chase hasn't been, you know, he has not been him, to quote a great follow the money reference, uh, on road courses this year. Tyler Reddick has been a lot better. Uh, you know, the win at Coda. Plus 110, I, I like that number. And then Austin Sindrick, plus 105 over Ryan Blaney. We don't know how aggressive Ryan Blaney is going to be. And Sindrick, this is kind of his quote-unquote best style of racing is uh, the road courses. So that'd be one I'd probably take a, take a look at. You know, it's interesting. The one that there's only one that sh- sh- I have any interest in whatsoever. And it's interesting. You didn't even mention that one. And that's Ryan Blaney, plus 105 against Ty Gibbs at minus 125. I mean, Blaney's got four top tens in five races here he's got a win here and he's also kind of like hey let's just roll up some more bonus points here you know i mean that's really what he's trying to do right he wants more bonus points going into that round of eight to try to help him advance into the final four at phoenix so uh, I, I just don't see what ty gibbs has done to justify getting being the favorite over ryan blaney but yeah and then another thing is that ty gibbs has just had such cruddy luck uh really since i would say daytona some of, on some of which has been of his yeah. own making too yeah. so all right, so we told you we aren't going to spend a whole lot of time on driver head-to-head, so let's get straight into our group matchups. And our Group A, we got quite a disparity this week in Group A and probably a surprising name showing up in Group A. Chase Elliott, no big deal, is the, no big surprise, is a favorite at plus 215. Tyler Reddick, plus 270. William Byron, plus 275. And Michael McDowell at plus 325. Well, if you're feeling a little frisky, I like uh, the McDowell plus 325. We've seen... Michael, you know, I mean, it was a dominant win that he had at the Indy Road Course where he didn't, it wasn't a cheapie. He, he outraced Chase. He outraced a lot of these top guys uh, that we consider to be at the, you know, the cream of the cream of the crop when it comes to road course racing. So I like that number, but I really do believe with Tyler Reddick and him uh, needing a win at plus 270, that is probably the bet that I would go with. I don't trust Chase. William, it's kind of like what you said with Ryan. Byron's the one that ran really well with McDowell in Indianapolis. Yeah, but I think maybe William might be in the same boat as as a Ryan Blaney. Like he won, he's already into the next round. So you know what? Let me get some stage points. But some of these guys might move me out. He might be the guy to get moved out of the way for a win. Yeah, and I see what you're saying about McDowell. I, I don't, I don't see lightning striking twice for McDowell. So I, I don't know that I would go that route. I kind of probably, if I had to pick one here, it'd be Tyler Reddick. I think I'm going to stay away from this group this week because I just don't really have a strong feeling. It's one of those, like, I, you know, Brennan and I talk about a lot. You can make a case for every guy that's in this group why he should win it, and you can make a case why he shouldn't win it. So I think it'd be very, very difficult to make a pick here in Group A, but there's certainly a lot of value, like you said, in Michael McDowell. All right, Group B, A.J. Allmendinger is our favorite at plus 240. Kyle Larson and Martin Trix Jr. both at 245. And a guy whose name we haven't even mentioned uh, in Group B, well, we mentioned him because he got a top three last week at Talladega after overcoming a, a penalty in the pits and getting a lap down and having to make his lap up. Denny Hamlin, and that number beside a Denny is plus 365. And yes, I read that correctly, plus 365 
for Denny Hamlin in Group B. Very, very interesting. Denny, you know, it, it, the big thing with Denny is can he avoid shooting himself in the foot? We know Denny can can lead up at the front any style of uh, of racing. He has, you know, I think I, I really want to believe that for Denny that this is the year that he can put it all together and get that elusive championship to kind of cement his legacy because you, you we. I, the the text you guys sent was like Denny Hamlin. I'm like, I kind of asked what happened. I was like, I kind of know what happened. <laughs> Speeds on pit road. It's like, dude, stop shooting yourself in the foot. You're too good of a driver to to have to come back and, and race your guts out just to get a top three at Talladega. So, I I, I, I that's a very interesting number. One guy I want to kind of stay away though. We haven't really talked about. I don't know what's up with Martin Truex Jr. He does not have it right now. Really since the start of the playoffs. But for some reason, uh, you know. He is still sitting, you know, comfortably uh, above the cut line to to make it to the round of eight. But I don't really know what's up with MTJ. Well, and those that's because of all the points he built up and his bonus points that he built up during the uh, all the wins and and stage wins he got during the season. So I'm kind of with you there. You know, one thing about Denny this week though, you you're going to speed on pit road at Talladega because you know if you come in with a group of cars, you better get out with that group of cars because if you lose that draft, you're in trouble. You're going to see most of the pit stops that are going to take place at the Roval are going to be under green. But when you're pitting under green on a road course like that, if you're a second slow, big deal. Second slow doesn't kill you at the Roval. A second at Talladega? Second at Talladega is half the front straightaway almost. Yep. So I think you've got a lot more room for error. So I don't really think the pit situation, unless it's really something egregious where he gets a one-lap penalty or something like that, that – should come into play quite as much. All right, let's take a look at our group C. Kyle Busch, Daniel Suarez are the co-favorites there. Christopher Bell and Chris Busher both coming in at plus 270. And holy smokes, I mean, Christopher Bell won this race last year and we're dropping him down as one of the bottom feeders in group C. I'll tell you what, the the two guys that I'm really high on in this race that I think is a tough tough uh, pick for me in group C is Christopher Bell and Chris Busher. You know, Bell won this race last year, as we mentioned. Busher has been red hot in the second half of the uh, of the season, and they're the the long shots. I, I wouldn't. I if you said you went with one of those two, I would say that's a that's a really good pick. I don't know about Suarez. I know he's won at Sonoma, but obviously he's not in the playoffs. And I'm having a hard time trying to get a feel on Kyle Busch. Well, Kyle's got to win this. I, yeah. I think Kyle is definitely going into this race with the mentality that he has to win. He's a lot of points back, and he's also got three guys to climb over. So even if he were to make up points on, say, Brad Keselowski, who's in eighth, he's also got to make up points on Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain and Bubba Wallace, the guys that are in front of him in ninth, tenth, and eleventh. And I think there's really no way that he can do that mathematically, yes, but no, realistically, the only way he gets in is to win this race. And I just really have not seen that out of that, that team over the second half of the season. Just, just really hot to start the start the year. That win against uh, California, dominant win. He's able to survive at Talladega, finally get a plate race win where he hates hates racing there. And then he wins that marathon race at uh, when I'm drawing the blank uh, Gateway. So he, three wins at the you know the first part of the year. It, it feels like you know the switch to NBC has been the, the jinx for Kyle. Yeah, I guess it has. But I like your idea. I mean, Bell and Busher to me, one of those two guys, and if they're the long shots, bet them both. Heck, you should win. Okay, Group D, Ty Gibbs is our favorite. Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano both at plus 270, and Austin Stendrick at plus 295. And again, these these guys setting these odds have got a love affair with Ty Gibbs that, that I just don't share. Mm, I, I, I do share the love with Ty Gibbs. I'm, I'm, I'm believing in Ty Gibbs this week because he's, he, he's good on road courses. We saw it in the Xfinity. He's, he's had a lot of good speed. I'm just hoping that he just 
can avoid the the, the bad luck. Uh, Blaney, I don't know how aggressive he's going to be this race. Well, what's he got to lose? Why not be aggressive? Yeah. Again, he wants to get so he can get one playoff point by winning stage one, and another one by winning stage two, and then three more playoff points for winning the race. Good. That's five playoff points. Ty Gibbs is also looking for his first win. He might uh, put the bumper to him. One guy though, I wanna I wanna have faith in him, but every time I bet him, he just falls flat on his face. Is Austin Sindrick? I just I don't I don't know really what to expect there with him. Well, and I think one thing with Austin Sindrick, it's interesting that you mentioned him. You know, Austin Sindrick was a guy who really came into NASCAR in general as being a very accomplished road racer at, at a very young age. I mean, whether he was racing one of those sports car races on the streets of Long Beach or or wherever he was, Sindrick was a guy who. He could do those things. Okay. We got one segment left on Gone Racing. And when we come back, we will give you our groups E, our groups F, manufacturer props, give you our picks for this week at the Roval. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Gone Racing, VEASAN's premier NASCAR betting podcast. Here are your hosts, former NASCAR driver Brendan Gone and Las Vegas Motor Speedway's Jeff Motley. It's our final segment of Gone Racing. I am Jeff Motley. That is not Brendan Gone. That is Wyatt. Tom Check, he's part of our pit crew. Brendan's not in this in today. But Brendan will be back with us next week as we are talking all things Las Vegas next week with the South Point 400. But in our final segment, we're continuing with our group matchups. We're moving along to Group E where Brad Keselowski and Chase Briscoe are the co-favorites at plus 250. Ross Chastain is at plus 265. And Justin Haley comes in at plus 310. Jeff, one driver here for me. It is Ross Chastain. I know I have, you know, my love for Brad Keselowski, but I don't see it here in uh, on the road courses. Chastain has proved it before, plus 265. I don't see it with Justin Haley. Uh, I don't even know why he's in this group, to be honest with you. And Chase Briscoe. No, I think it, two playoff drivers, and I'm going to go with Chastain in this group at uh, plus 265. Well, you know how when, when Brennan and I are doing the show, we always have a group that we say, eh, I'm just not going to touch that group. I got no real feel for this group. I mean, logic tells me Brad Keselowski or Ross Chastain should clearly win this group because they're the two guys who have the most at stake. Uh, Chastain, just he can get himself in trouble. And Briscoe has proven himself 
on these type. I mean, I remember back at Indianapolis when Briscoe and Denny Hamlin had the battle a few <laughs> years ago. Uh, so I guess this one is just hard for me to peg, and maybe that's why the numbers are so close, except for Justin Haley. I think it's really easy to just mark Justin Haley off and say, okay, it's going to be between the other three. But I don't really know which way I would go on that one. So this one is my eh, not touching it. Hey, Group A and Group E for you. Pretty much, yeah. All right, so let's take a look at our final group, Group F. Eric Jones is a favorite at plus 250. Ryan Priest is plus Ryan. Boy, that's a mouthful. Ryan <laughs> Priest is plus two seventy. Austin Dillon and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. both coming in at plus two seventy five. This is kind of my group to say. I, I don't know. I don't even know if I want to touch this. I don't know what to find with it. Uh, you know, maybe Eric Jones. How how hot the Legacy Motorsports has been over the last handful of weeks. Ryan Priest and Austin Dillon are kind of the two drivers. I, I feel like whenever they have an ounce of good luck, the, the racing gods say, nope, you are going to crash into the wall or something's going to happen to you. They've had just a credible amount of cruddy luck. Uh, Ricky's an interesting one. Um, but, yeah, this one's just it's, it's, it's tough for me. I'd say if you, if you force me to, I'd go with Eric Jones. Well, and I like Eric Jones here. In fact, I like Eric Jones obviously more than you do because I really think he is the clear-cut guy in this group. He's been the most consistent driver over the last eight or ten races. It uh, doesn't really seem to matter where he races, whether he's at a super speedway like Talladega, he's running a short track like Richmond, or he's over here on a road course like we're going to see at Charlotte. Eric Jones seems like he's very comfortable in all those cars, and uh, I actually like Eric Jones here. I think that's a, I think he's got a really good chance to win that group. All right, our last one is our manufacturer prop, and it's quite lopsided this week. Clearly, everyone thinks that this is going to be a runaway for Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson or William Byron or Alex Bowman, one of these Chevys. A Chevy's minus 105. Toyota with Christopher Bell and Denny Hamlin and Tyler Reddick, plus 235. And the Ford's coming here at a plus 250 with Chris Buescher, uh, Keselowski, uh, Ryan Blaney, Logano. Um, wow, it's, uh, I'm really surprised that Chevy is that heavy of a favorite. I might have screwed up and uh, making my bets too quick because I like, especially the Toyota, the number that that's at, uh, 235. And then the Fords, uh, you know, we saw McDowell win. Busher's got an opportunity. We've seen Blaney win here before. I don't know why, yeah, Chevy's that that high of a uh, of a favorite. The one I'd probably circle is the, is the Toyotas. Well, and that's the thing to me. I mean, I just think there's some really, really good Toyotas out there, and I don't understand why the discrepancy is so big. I'm completely with you. I, like, I think if you went... If you look at it this way, if you were to go and say you wanted to bet both of them, you can win money if a Toyota or Ford wins. Now, I understand you're betting against Chase Elliott and William Byron and Kyle Larson, but, I mean, plus 235 to minus 105, I mean, that's almost like getting a head-to-head in those two right there. And I just, you know, I like that. I like the Toyota thing, and I think we're probably going to see that reflected in somebody's picks before uh, <laughs> before we make all of our picks. Okay, well, speaking of our picks. Uh, we don't have to. We really don't, but you know, we kind of tell everybody going into Talladega that we do a show because we do a show every week, but when you go into Talladega, you really are rolling the dice. Now, Brendan hates that word crapshoot, right? Well, guess what? It is a crapshoot because you don't know who's going to get caught in the big wreck, who's going to get in the draft at the wrong time and the right time. And that played out with our picks last week because we all hung up goose eggs. Now, you guys are used to hanging up goose eggs. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we, we almost got it with Corey LaJoy, 55 to 1. That would have been just so sweet. I think you guys, I think 
everybody would have had to mute me because uh, we would have been up in the positive. Brad, that one that one was a tough one because he really had a winning car. Chris Buescher really wasn't up there. You know, the, the disappointing one was I think was for me was Bubba. And I can see that you know yeah. you, you had Bubba, we had Bubba in yeah. a group, and and we all believed in Keselowski. I'd picked him to win just like Pit Crew did, and Brendan had him for. For top three, I think Brendan also, you know, he's probably been a little bit on the Austin Dillon bandwagon all year long. And Austin, yeah. I think, really kind of let him down. Austin for top three. He got caught up in it. I guess he got caught up in the wreck with Keselowski and, yeah, uh, and, and uh, Hosevar. So. Thankfully for him, that was a, kind of a scary looking wreck. That it he was. kind of hit Keselowski before he hit the wall that it kind of, I don't know, uh, decreased some of the G-force. Yeah, no, no question that that. That had helped the situation out. No, no question at all about it. Okay, well, that brings us into our picks for this week. So, uh, again, as we look at our season standings, which I have just dropped below the Mendoza line or whatever we call it here, but or the equator. Um, but you get to pick first, Wyatt, so go ahead. All right, for the pit crew with their minus 43 units because I'm still blaming Harrison Burton all the way back at Phoenix for taking that win away from Kevin fi- Harvick. 55 to one would have been nice last it week. It would have been nice. So we're, we don't have all five winners to win. Uh, I talked about it. I like Christopher Bell to finish in the top three plus 500. Like what he did last year. Uh, he's really strong on these road courses. I think needs a good finish. Uh, doesn't want to mess around and get any in on points. I think he'll be up at the front. Like what Tyler Reddick has done as well. And this is a desperate guy. I have him to win group A plus 275. Believing in the bees and Chris Busher. He wins us a lot of tick cashes a lot of tickets at plus two seventy. You're not feeling Ty Gibbs. I think Ty Gibbs is able to put together a clean race where he doesn't run into anybody on pit road on the track and, and is able to win group D. And another desperation guy, Ross Chastain, to win group E at plus two sixty-five. Well, you'll be happy to know that we don't have any of the same picks and we're going head to head on a couple of these uh All right, because you're the you're the closest one by like fifty units away from me. Well, I'm going to go with Alex Bowman for a top three at 10 to 1, the Mr. Four Top Tens and Four Starts at the Roval. So I'm going to go with him with a top three. The rest of my picks are going to be in the groups. I just can't leave plus 365 on Denny Hamlin in Group B sitting out there and not touching it. So I'm going to go with Denny Hamlin at plus 365 in Group B. I'm going to go into Group C, and just like Wyatt, I believe in the Bs. But I believe in Christopher Bell more than I do Christopher chris busher so we do believe in the bees not the same b well you know if if i hope that you win this one but it's because christopher bell finished in the top three so okay well, well okay you can get that at a plus 270 then i'm going to go directly head to head with you again in group d i am going ryan blaney in group d at plus 270 uh i don't have the ty gibbs love and i think it was pretty evident by us talking about our groups that i really like eric jones in Group F, I know he's the favorite there, but I'm going to go Eric Jones in Group F. And with that, I have to turn to my handy-dandy cell phone where Brendan texted me his picks before the show. So I will read his off. What did we talk I, about? I love, I love how he, he, he wrote down the picks on the paper, then took a screenshot of the paper and sent it to you instead of just texting it. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know why he did that. <laughs> I never thought about that. And then he makes me have to read his chicken scratch yeah. over here, too. All right, so and we, we talked about how oh the head to heads aren't very good. Well, Mister, I got a big lead. Decided to be Mister Conservative this week. He is going with two head to heads. He has taken Tyler Reddick over Chase Elliott at plus one ten, and he likes the one that I liked in there, even though I didn't pick it. Blaney over Gibbs. Nobody's in on the Gibbs thing except for you there. He's got Blaney over Gibbs plus one hundred five. Then he's going into Group B where he is taking Kyle Larson at uh, plus two forty five. He's got Brad K, uh, Brad Keselowski, plus 250 to win Group E. And Brendan is jumping all over that Toyota 
that Toyota bet there. I think that Toyota bet, I think it's a good bet. I really, really do like that that Toyota bet. So I'm trying to think. Well, actually, I don't know if he bet uh, Chase Elliott last week. There, he doesn't have a. I don't know. You know, he said he was going to pick Chase Elliott until he won. And this, we even talked about it. This is probably the last really good chance that Chase Elliott has to win. Yeah, I have to agree, unless you think Martinsville. But, I mean, what we haven't seen is uh, it's been all playoff drivers, correct? That one. Remember last year, the first three rounds were all won by non-playoff drivers, which was extremely rare. And I don't think you'll ever see that ever again. Well, we've gone on a streak now like the last eight or nine Playoff races from the end of last season into this season have all been won by playoff drivers, and I think that's kind of the thing. I mean, right? Cream rises to the top. Yep. I'm still waiting for the day that a non-playoff driver wins the championship race, so you got to have two burnouts. You know, that's a good point. I would imagine that, that there will be some point that that will happen. Well, this weekend it is the Roval in Charlotte, but after that, guess where? We are coming to our hometown here, Las Vegas, Nevada for the South Point 400. Can't wait for that race. But this weekend, tune in. It's a Roval at Charlotte. You know chaos is going to ensue. You never know what's going to happen. Hopefully, some of our picks will help bring you home to victory. We'll see you next week. Brendan, probably be back in the seat when we talk about the South Point 400. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.